What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Gorgeous souls, welcome back to the podcast. It's Nikki Sunshine here. I am your host. This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, and we are dancing into episode 43 this week. Thank you for being here. I'm so honored to have you in this space with me. Mm. Today I have two very special guests for you all. I'm excited to bring you my first couples episode. I have been wanting to get a couple that I admire, that I feel is doing it, aka doing the relationship thing in an empowering way. And um, I've asked, I've invited a few couples on here and either because they're more private or scheduling or distance or this or that, haven't been able to solidify a guest. And so I was over the moon when this these two individuals said fuck yes to coming on here today. So we'll get to that in just a moment. First, I would like to start today's episode with a bit of gratitude. <clears throat> so much to be grateful for. In this moment, I want to thank the band of beautiful human beings who came up to the mountain villa yesterday, tucked all the way up here at 9,000 feet in honoring and celebration of my 27th run around this planet. (laughs) I am now 27 years old in this lifetime, and yesterday I had the experience of being so deeply spoiled and... Um, served. My closest friend surprised me with a gift where um, it was an experience, a sen- a sensual, a sen- I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, sensual, right? Using your senses. Sensory. There it is. It's a sensory experience. And so they had set up a massage table in my room and after dinner they announced or they asked me to go up there and lie down and over the following hour, hour and a half, I don't even know how long that was, like 12 of my closest friends came in the room and just shared their different gifts with me. I received massage, oils, Reiki. I was serenaded, sung to. My dear friend Ransom fed me a homemade almond butter cup that he made oh it was I was like literally a queen on this massage table like having five people on me like rubbing me massaging me giving me loving touch singing to me there was there was like 
back scratches and hand massages and feathering and delicious scents and um, I was serenaded and it was so like holy shit you guys I mean talk about just being completely showered in love and being in a complete place of receiving <laughs> that is something I don't do very often so it was really wonderful and so I want to say thank you to those human beings who participated in that amazing surprise that literally had me in tears today as I was reflecting on it <clears throat> special shout out to my sister Ellen because I know she was the mastermind behind that entire surprise so thank you Ellen <laughs> I'm so deeply loved and it's such a blessing and mm, mm, light. So if you want a chance to be showered on and experience the truth of how deeply loved and lovable you are, then join us this weekend, November 23rd, this Saturday. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, you have like two days to grab a ticket. So this Saturday, folks, in Denver, Colorado, you can join me for Relationship Revolution, Live in Love Like a Badass. Get ready to experience connection. Get ready to experience intimacy, real listening and understanding. We're going to have communication exercises. We're going to do things that are pretty uncomfortable. And we're going to rewrite a lot of those beliefs and rules and ideologies that keep us fucking stuck. It's going to be life-changing. I am sincerely so deeply excited to have you. So click the link in the show notes right now to grab your tickets. You have two days to join in. Don't wait until next week when you're hearing about the event and wishing you had come. Just do it. Just take the chance. Now, I'm offering something because there's two days till the event and there's still space. And for me, there's no point in having open space at my event when there's people out there in the world who want to be there. So if you want to be there and the only thing stopping you is financial limitations, shit, I, even it, no matter what's stopping you, if you want to be there but you have a limitation in your perception that is stopping you, whether it be time, energy, money, reach out to me. I will take the time to message you back and be with you and connect with you and let's figure this out. Like, I'm so flexible. Like, like I just want your butt in the seat if you want to be there. So if that's you, shoot me a DM at Relationship Badass on Instagram. Shoot me an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com. And if you reach out to me and you want to be there, we will make it happen. That is my guarantee. So come join me, you guys. It's going to be amazing. All right, one final announcement, and then I just want to get to this delicious episode. I am launching a men's program in January. I'm so excited to bring this to the world. This feels like a calling that is, like this is, the, the world is asking for this. So I just feel so honored to bring this to the world. And I'm partnering up with one of the most incredible humans I know in this endeavor. My dear friend and colleague, Matt Hilliard Ford, he is a relationship coach. He has lots of experience in men's work. And um, he was interviewed in episode 10. So if you want to get a taste for what he's like, you can listen to Men and Intimacy, episode 10. 
Now, all I want to know right now is if you're a man out there and you'd potentially and if you would be interested in a program that is designed to teach you tools to help you understand women more. Tools to help you understand women more. That's what the program's about. It's going to be four weeks long. I want to know if there's any men out there listening who are like, hmm, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. So if that's you, please, please, please pause this episode right now. Head on over to Instagram or shoot me an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com once again, and just say, hey, I'm a man. I listen to your podcast, and I want you to know I'm interested in the program. This is going to help me just gauge if I have men out there in my circle that are looking for this or not. So it would mean the world to me if you could do that. Please do that. And of course, if you're a man or a woman and you're out there and you have about 10 seconds to spare, you can pause this episode right now, scroll to the bottom of the page on Apple iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This is like the currency of iTunes, people. It means so much and I am basically begging you to go leave me a rating and review. If you leave a rating, it literally takes two seconds. You just click one to five stars. I would love to see 100 ratings on my podcast by the end of 2019, you guys. I know we can do it. I believe I'm at 23 or 26, so it's only like 74 more to go. If you haven't left me a rating, I challenge you right now to pause this episode and go do that. (laughs) I will love you dearly for it, my dear brother or sister. All right, you guys, I am ready to bring you this delicious interview with my guests, Jamie King and Dustin King. So Jamie King, a.k.a. The Slay Coach, created The Slay Brands in 2017 to serve a massively underserved population in the entrepreneurial space. Jamie has been inspiring and encouraging women that have a dream to go for it and teaching them how they can monetize their business through passion projects with her online courses and her high-touch mastermind. She retired her six-figure corporate-earning husband, Dustin, in 2018 to help grow the biz even quicker to reach more women. These soulmates could not be more different from one another and embraced their differences between them as strengths. In in addition to multiple businesses, they have three tiny future entrepreneurs together. So that is the little bio of Jamie and Dustin King here. Jamie King is actually my business coach right now. I am in her six-figure mastermind working to grow my business even more so I can help more people in a more effective way. So that's how I know these two, and I have just been in awe and observation of them and how they navigate their lives together. These two raise three kids and run a household like a normal, you know, regular household with kids and family tasks and duties. In addition to that, they run this six-figure business together. And as a woman who has, I have actually, I have the experience of working with my partner, Warren. Um, I worked for him for about six months, so a brief period of time in his business. And I know the challenges of that. And so I've just been in awe watching these two because they work together, they live together, they raise a family together, and they still fucking love each other. And they still slap each other's asses when they walk by you know, um, one another. And so it's so awesome to witness. And I asked them to come on here and share some of their experience of being together for 10 years now and 
what that's been like and what some of their challenges have been and how they've grown through those challenges. And so this episode is just loaded. They share some of their most powerful tips and it's just like, boom, these incredible juicy nuggets. You'll know when they share them. Um, So yeah, there's a lot in here. Yeah, there's so much in here. We talk about projecting onto your partner. We talk about dealing with big emotional loss in relationship and what that looks like and some of those challenges. We talk a lot about growth couples and what it means to decide to grow, deciding together to grow individually. What does that mean? Uh, At one point, Jamie says, to keep a 10, you got to become a 10. And I love that. We talk about actually trying to impress your partner and you know one thing that these two believe has kept them so united and strong over the years is the fact that they never stop trying to impress each other and I fucking love that yeah we talk about the key in relationship for these two the key that has kept their relationship so badass and sexy over 10 years So we're going to disclose that. Jamie talks about why everyone needs a relationship coach. I found that part really interesting. We talk about ego, pride. We talk about inspiring others through action. Um, Understanding each other without spiraling into your own shame. So we kind of go into a conversation around learning to understand each other without taking it personally and collapsing into my own shame which is quite a neat conversation. So yeah, there's just so much in here, you guys. Um, And you have to stay tuned to the end. Jamie shares her number one tip for successful relationship and that it's just, just so concise and like, yes. So I really hope you guys get a lot out of this. I'm so excited for this moment. I'm excited to bring you my first couple interview. So... Without further ado, get cozy, grab yourself a notebook and pen so you can jot down all these juicy nuggets, and here is Jamie and Dustin King. Uh, Jamie, Dustin, if you guys want to say hello to our listeners. Hey! Hey, (laughs) So, I'm so excited to do this. Our audience, for one, has been asking for us to do a podcast together for a very long time and I'm just like no fuck my husband I'm the star no, I'm just kidding <laughs> well, kind of, but just no. kidding but kind of <laughs> no, they've been asking for it for a long time so I was before we started recording I was like Nikki can you send me this audio so I can just share it with my audience too because I don't know it's it's re- I know it's not normal. I realize that it's not normal that we work together and live together and parent together and are always together. Yes. And we still love each other. And we've been together for 10 years. They still love each other, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we still love each other 99% yes. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as good as it can get, I feel. <laughs> what, 98? 95. 95% yeah. of the time. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have been together 10 years. You started dating like... It'll be 10 years in April. So um, we started dating 2010. 2010. Wow. I guess that's 2010. 2010. 2017 would be a way to say things. So you would say 2010. Yeah. 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 
2010. We're rolling with it. <laughs> Almost 10 years. Okay. Yep. In 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into the details of this more, but just to give my listeners an idea of what you two have been through. Um, I mean, I know you've been through some stuff with your daughter and work and business career changes and all sorts of stuff. I don't know. Maybe you can give the listeners like a glimpse into your story um, together and then we'll kind of dive deeper. We've only gotten divorced like three times. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting to pull that Trump card one day. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my back pocket. (laughs) I go nuclear. I'm like, I'll divorce you, woman. I'm going to do it once. For one, people have to understand my husband. My husband (laughs) is the most emotionally controlled person I have ever seen in my Mm. life. He never gets mad. He never rages. He doesn't yell very often. Mm. But also, the bad thing about that is like you could give him for Christmas the most coveted thing he's ever wanted. Something he's wanted since he was five years old as a gift. Never thought it was possible. Never thought he could have it. The best thing in the world as a Christmas present. And he'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the reaction I get. <laughs> it's great when you don't yell at me when, when I'm yelling at you, but when I give you a good gift, <laughs> fucker. Yeah, so I'm an Enneagram eight, so I'm the challenger. So okay. I always challenge everything, but I'm also a wing seven. So I'm like kind of an enthusiast about everything. Everything's super exciting. I can vouch for that, you guys. Follow Jamie. She's excited about everything. <laughs> I'm excited about everything. So I'm super. I'm I'm, a, I'm an eight with a wing seven. I'm super emotional, and he's and I talk a lot, and he listens a lot. What'd you yeah. say? <laughs> now, as you talk, I'm agreeing so, with all the things. So I love to talk. Um, I'll talk, and okay. he'll finish my sentences. So back in, we started dating in 2010. Think 2010. <laughs> And we both got into it for just sex, right? Okay. And you're like young 20s at this point, just to get the listeners an idea? My air, my air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. sex. Right. This is just for sex. I don't want anything serious. I, I was coming off of, of an, a, an engagement. I was engaged previously. Um, okay. I had a daughter. You know, I was a single mom. Yep. 23. I hadn't been single since I was like 15, 16 maybe. Mm-hmm. And wow. so I had never really been single. So I said, one year. I'm yeah. going to be single for a whole fucking year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine months into that, I met my husband. And I was trying to hook him up with my best friend at the time. He hung out with a bunch of dudes I played basketball with. And I wanted to hook him up. <laughs> yes. My best friend, because he's short. I mean, like, he's average. I am great. I'm adequate. (laughs) There you go, D. Speak up. (laughs) I'm five foot nine with my boots on. With your boots on. So we're the same Great. So I was trying to hook him up with my little and cute best friend at the time. And I was like, he's little and cute. You're little and cute. You all can be little and cute together. And I always dated tall guys. So I never, I, I thought he was hot. So I was trying to hook him up with my friends. Right. But he didn't talk much, so I just put him in this category with like douchebags, like he yep. didn't talk a lot. And I was like, well, he must be arrogant or something. Okay, you just like made up a story. He's probably a douche. Yeah, he's probably a douche. Yeah, and he drove a nice car, and like I knew he had a good job, and like, was, like sounds like a douche. <laughs> probably a douche. Yeah, um, he had also been single for five and a half years before me, so I thought he was a whore. Well, wow. 
girlfriend in five and a half years at 21 to 26. That's picky. Interesting. I, I can see why the red flag would go up. Like 21 to 26, dude, no girlfriend? Hmm. He's clearly gay. No, he's clearly everyone <laughs> and wants nobody as a relationship. He's a slut. He's a man slut. <laughs> he's definitely a whore. And so we dated and then we were together every day for like two months. And they gave, after- they gave us a nickname. It was like Damey or something. Damey, yeah. yeah. You guys had a couple nickname. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we were like, together. Shut up. His roommates were like, they're always together, and I was like, yeah, but we're not dating. Yeah, don't call us boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So after, don't put a label on. So he met my representative, where I said I didn't want a boyfriend until I realized he was perfect, and then I was like, oh, now I need to lock this up <laughs> real quick. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, remember how I said I didn't? I just wanted sex. I lied. <laughs> I want more. You're a catch. <laughs> what are we doing? What What is this? I'm like, this is bedtime. Go to sleep. I was like, but why won't you be my boyfriend? <laughs> yes. You love me. You love me. <laughs> yeah. And so, so what did you say, Dustin, when she said that? Go to bed. Yeah, I thought I'd go to sleep. It's late. And I was like, I was trying to be a morning person at the time. Go to sleep. I don't want to talk about it. No. Yeah, like, and we're having fun. So I was so pissed off. I would imagine. <laughs> not wanting that part. And so basically we're together for like eight weeks every day. And he's not my boyfriend, but he's saying I love you. And I was like, what are we doing? I have commitment issues. <laughs> I was like, why are you telling me you love commit. me, but you don't want me to be your girlfriend? I'm right. so, so I think I had well, released it. So energetically, how I got him. And like the reason for that is that like I was dead set on, like, I'm not going to have another girlfriend. Like, I'm just going to marry the next one. He wanted his next girlfriend. Like, okay, well, if I call you my girlfriend, I'm just gonna, but it's over. So basically, you should have given me a ring then. I know, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was thinking. He's like, you're not my girlfriend, you're my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and so, in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm letting you go. After, like, two months, and I said, well, I'm going on vacation with my best friend, and some minor league baseball player that I used to date will be there. I'm going to go watch one of his games and hang out with him FYI I was like do it and you're like okay do but it. the whole time he was texting me like I love you I miss you wish you were here uh-huh. <laughs> you have something you gotta let it go and so it I, back, I said fuck it if you don't want this I'll go find somebody else <laughs> uh-huh. yeah she did that is how Jamie does <laughs> no I've released it I've released energetically it. it's brilliant because the needy it's just like in sales that you always talk about right jamie if i'm yeah, needy and i need to sale, you can feel that and you're not going to want it as soon as i released him i was like oh like the, as soon as i got back from that vacation when i decided to go hang out with that guy and, and then i was like the whole time i was like oh he's not dustin this is stupid yeah <laughs> he didn't know that he didn't know totally that. and so when i got back from vacation he was like so when you were gone i hope it's okay i was like kind of talking about you family and I like kind of like sort of like called you my girlfriend is that okay? and there was that and the rest is history and I was so insecure then I was so insecure like he was a 10 and all of these he had this list of like qualifications of what he oh. wanted yeah yes Are you I sure we used to fight about your list I don't remember Ooh, the list Oh my God, we fought yeah. about the list when we were living together. We moved in after about six months of dating. And it was like you had this list of all these things that you wanted. Name, name one thing on it organized, neat. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> all the things I'm not. 
you know, <laughs> he wanted me to be all of these these things. And I was like, that's not me, bro. Uh-huh. Oh, I love this. This I want to highlight this for the listener because I'm sure plenty of my listeners can resonate with the list, right? Yeah. You're single and you're like, all right, where's Mr. Mrs. Right? They need to check all these boxes. And so, so that's how you manifest it. Though. Yeah, well, so he had this list. And so instead of turning that into fuel for how can I grow, I turned it into shame. I turned mm-hmm. it into, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, I'm never good enough for you anyway. So yeah. I have this really low self-esteem in the beginning of our relationship because he had this like qualifications of what he wanted in a wife. And, and then it got to be like, well, I mean, am I ever going to get engaged? Are we ever going to get engaged? Like, cause I don't meet your checklist. A year into our relationship, we started having those same late night conversations. Like, what are we even doing here? Like, do you not want to marry me? Like, do you not want a wife? Mm-hmm. Like, I was so like, just not okay <laughs> with this list you're constantly comparing yourself to it sounds like but it wasn't necessarily that he was imposing it's okay. I felt it because I was insecure okay I see so it wasn't him saying Jamie you got to check these boxes but you knew about the list and because you already were a little bit insecure those insecurities yeah. got flared up yeah when you thought about the list and so we're doing personal development together we started listening to like Louise Hay. Louise Hay was the first. Oh, my woman! He loved her so much. A friend left it at our house. A friend left the CDs at our house. And we were like, eh, hey, what's this all about? What's this crazy chick doing? You can the CDs where you can heal your that's, life. That's my favorite book ever. And it was right before we got married. And um, we started listening to that because, you know, I guilt tripped him into proposing to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was the one, like, yeah. early, like, six weeks in, I knew he was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, Aww. and so, when he finally did propose, it was about 14 months into our relationship, and I was, like, stay us to the oh, dress were, marathon. Were, oh, yeah, she was hinting me hard. She's like, I stayed home and watched stay us to the dress all day long. I'm like, that's strange. Why did you do that? He walks in, and you instantly change the channel. <laughs> yeah, like, there's other it's like things. like David's bridal catalogs everywhere. <laughs> Leaving shit shifts all over the place your like, ring size is conveniently left on a piece of paper on his pillow <laughs> i have my best friend text some little things i'm like just text me. <laughs> I was like yeah i'm so manipulative i was like i'm gonna get engaged and so like before vacation before vacation i assumed we would get engaged on vacation and i asked my dad like did dustin ask you like for your like permission to marry me like this week at all because we're leaving for vacation tomorrow. And he was like, Justin, he left. He was like, Justin doesn't want to get married. Justin's a bachelor. <laughs> and when my dad, my dad does not know how to lie. Like my dad cannot lie. And he wouldn't lie. My dad tells me everything. Like he would literally not know how to lie. And he would tell me even if Dustin like, cause he wants me to love him so much. My dad would just like, tell me, he was like, Oh, that's what he said. You know, like, <laughs> totally, totally helped. And, and so I knew that, Oh my God, Dustin didn't actually ask my dad's permission. Oh, so we're definitely not getting in. Cause I assumed he was this traditional guy. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh, well, we're definitely not getting engaged on vacation. And so the whole drive up to Maryland, my mom's best friend lived on Chesapeake Bay and we stayed at her beach house. Mm, yeah. And the whole drop 10 hour drive. I was like, cross arms, cross, grouchy as fuck oh yeah bitch face on and he's like what's wrong i'm like i don't know 
when like at dinner that night, you were like, I guess you were like setting the tone for the whole week or something. You're like, I'm just gonna let you know, and I'm gonna drop it. I'm not gonna talk about it again this week. But I need to get this off my chest. Yeah. Okay, so that night you told him why you were upset. We got there, we unpacked, and then we went straight to dinner. It was, yep. We got there at 6 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to say this now so I don't ruin our entire fucking vacation. I was like, but I have to say this or I'm going to be pissed the whole fucking week. Yep. It was two hours of her sitting here eating crab legs. All you can eat crab, All you can eat crab, legs. Eat crab legs. And it takes like, hours to eat that, right? me two hours. And you're talking. Like, <laughs> you're on the Chesapeake Bay. That's what you do. You eat crab when you're in America. Right. <laughs> all you can eat crabs not even crab legs like the snow crabs so all you can eat so i'm just like getting messy with my little crab beard and playing with the crabs making yes. little dances and noises yes. <laughs> but once i get a few beers in me i'm like why do you have commitment issues like why don't you want to get married what is this deal about what the fuck i talked to my dad he said you didn't ask for his permission so i knew we weren't getting engaged and i had hoped that this weekend would be the weekend that we finally got engaged uh-huh say I turned your words on you. I was yeah. like, well, honey, when we first started dating, you told me that's not what you wanted. And he's like, well, you said you didn't want to get married. Like, uh, I'm confused. You're both, you're both good at manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But, well, you said, you said we, I, that. I thought, whoa, I thought you didn't want kids in marriage. <laughs> that's not what I signed up for. He like totally the whole like three hours pissed me off over dinner <laughs> just intensely kicked at me and fucked with me for three fucking hours and then finally I said I'm fucking done talking about this I'm done let's go and so we were going he's like well, let's go upstairs on the balcony first and I was like why the fuck are we gonna go upstairs on the balcony first and then he got down on one knee yeah he did <laughs> He had a ring in his pocket the whole fucking time. Fucked yeah. with me for three hours. So he fucked with you for three hours just then, to reveal the proposal later. And then he proposed. And as soon as he got down on me, I said, shut the fuck up. That was my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, for those that don't follow Jamie, she's the one human on the planet who potentially swears more than me. So. Yeah. I'm going to name I that. Why I loved her right away. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm this bitch. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's what is true. Yes. Just say what is true. So, so yeah, that's how we got engaged. And then we got married. We threw an epic party because I throw epic parties. Yes, um, we had the best wedding ever. We did it was every a side show. It was like a sideshow. Literally, it was a carnival. We had jugglers. We had kids games. We yeah, had a unicycle. We had a unicycle. Oh yes. Yum. We had popcorn, popcorn makers. It was actually fun. Like some things I'm like, eh, that wasn't actually that fun. Oh my God, everyone still to this day says it's the most fun they've ever had at a wedding. Yes. For a party. That's why Summon of Slay was so dope. I was to say, you are good at that. <laughs> So, so then we got pregnant like six months into being married and then we had a miscarriage. Yeah. Wow. And I got really depressed. Wow. I didn't know that. I handled it poorly. And he handled it poorly. Mm. Not there for me. He was like unavailable. Oh no. Okay. He didn't get it. He I wasn't like. Well, you were both probably dealing with your own process around the miscarriage, it sounds like. He just didn't, pro he didn't care, really. Like, well, like, it was a part of you. Yeah, it was part of me, not like, part, it wasn't of part of him. Like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. It was a much, probably more heavy for you, Jamie, as well. Yeah, I, just, I didn't get out of bed for weeks, other than to go to work. Like, I was just in a dark place, literally in a dark room, in my bedroom, curled up and cried every day. Wow. And, and it was like all the things, all the shame, all the blame. What did I do wrong? I did this. I caused this. And so after I got out of bed, after a couple of weeks, I just started going out with my coworkers because I traveled so much for business and I would just go out and get drunk. I would 
take my Adderall because I was on Adderall for ADD. So it was Adderall and alcohol, Adderall and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like I was going out at night after work. I wasn't coming home, especially on the nights where we didn't have my daughter when she was at her dad's. So we would just right. go out. I would just go out and pretend to be single. And yep. Cause he wasn't there. He didn't get it. He wasn't supportive. So why would I want to go home to him? Right. Like, you know, like just, are you over this yet? Yeah. I like totally. it. I couldn't figure out why she was still lamenting on it. Yeah. And he's like, can you just get over this by now? And I was like, like, well, a lot of times, I guess you didn't bring it up. Like, I didn't know. Like, I just thought you were like weird energetically. Like, I didn't know, like, that's what was bothering you. Like, I knew, but. Like, you didn't fully understand. It sounds like exactly like how. And no, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. Okay. And, like, I mean, uh, emotional intelligence level was like then, non-existent it was not what it is now like, like i can figure that shit out today he's woke now <laughs> and i would say just for the listener in this moment like would you agree with this i'm just gonna say it and then tell me if you guys agree i would say it's much harder for men to intuitively understand things than it is for women yeah yeah i agree yeah. our intuition is we can pick up on things way totally way more than they can and they right. just don't they just like, don't and i have women come to me like but i don't want to tell him what i need he should know and i'm like he's just not though he's just yeah. not gonna know and you waiting for him to know you're just not gonna get what you want <laughs> like doing that too is not gonna help him get to like he needs to be able to learn how to tell what she wants but read like, her kind of communication that has to take place before that can even happen like we're at a point now where like when her, like she just sends me energy and I like know what's going on. Totally. Like I want a back massage, don't you? Yes, I was waiting for you to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, so now you guys are pretty in tuned. Yeah, he can read my mind now. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. But back then it was like learning how to understand each other. It was so like I feel like so many people. The most when you would need a relationship coach or an expert to help you navigate that is in the beginning. Like, totally. I think it's so hard yeah. to learn how to cohabitate with someone. And like, I'm messy. He's not like just the everyday life stuff. And then learning how people feel things differently. And like, it was hard for me to understand. Like, why aren't you sad? I was almost resentful that he wasn't sad. Like I was, I was like, why not? for like two days, but then, then he got over it so quick. And that made me even more. And I was like, it wasn't like I was over it. Like I was just, like, it was what it was, and I was ready to move on. Yeah, and I was like, you're not thinking about our child that we lost? Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. our kid, you know, I was like, but it's just, it's different for guys. Like, it right. was, you know. And back then, I'm guessing you had less of an understanding of how Dustin processes and how he deals with emotions, whereas now, maybe you wouldn't be as surprised or expecting him to feel a certain way, because now you, you know, you've been together 10 years, you've kind of learned how he works more. And he actually processes emotions a lot differently now than he did oh, then. Yeah. Like, he, when we first got together, I, I think he had maybe cried once ever in the first two yeah. years relationship like I don't think I ever saw him cry like he never Dustin cries every day now. every day (laughs) yeah okay I have another question for you if you tell me if you think this is true this is a theory I've been coming up with but I I think there's something to a divine feminine woman coming into a man's life and like inviting him into deeper emotional intelligence emotional understanding almost do you think that's what helped you um or do you just think it was more age and like becoming she older and wiser? Like she's she wasn't the sleigh boss. I wasn't you know, ten years now. ago. Yeah. Right, right. Like we we both need a lot of work. 
we both, but we just we were intentional. We decided to do the work together. Okay. When I was, once he really understood, he felt so bad. Like, oh, yeah. like once he understood that I was so upset about the miscarriage still and that that, and then I resented him for not being so upset. And then like, I felt alone but in dealing with it. Even that, like, I didn't, like it was probably, I don't know, three or four years ago when it finally clicked for me. And that was like, that was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, like what, it was seven years ago before it clicked for it was, him. It took me years. Yeah. Yeah. And finally got over that, but we talked about divorce and I was like, you know, I can't be who you want me to be right now. <laughs> you know, I was just like, mm-hmm. right. Uh huh. When yeah. you were still coming out of the, like still feeling sad and from the miscarriage. Yeah. You mean. And okay. so I really had a hard talk with myself about that was when I really had a moment of, Oh my God, my husband's the most amazing person in the world. Like he's a 10, like 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 would recommend him. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> so he's good looking. He's kind. He cares about people. He puts other people first. He's a doer. He's motivated. He has goals and a vision and he's a loving dad and he doesn't have any gender stereotypical roles in our household. So he's like yeah, a 10. Totally. And I was like, yum. There were times when he would like, I was like, he's going to leave me. Like mm-hmm. if I don't stop being insecure if I don't stop questioning whether he loves me or not, because it was always like, pet me, tell me I'm pretty. I need you to tell me I'm pretty in order to feel good enough. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to love me in order to feel good or in order to be happy. I need you to pet me. I need you to tell me I'm, in order to feel pretty, I need you to tell me I'm pretty. I'm like, insecure I, and I need you to make me feel secure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the time in the beginning of a relationship. And I realized that that behavior was pushing him away. Mm, wow. So you chose to grow. Wow. This feels so potent for the listener, particularly, because I think a lot of people, especially on the growth path, find themselves in this where maybe one person's growing faster or wow, my insecurities are way bigger than their insecurities. Um, So what I'm hearing for you, Jamie, is that instead of turning that into, well, well, fuck him. He's not loving me enough. He's not making me feel special enough. You said, damn, I need to level myself up if I want to stay with this man. If, if I said to myself, self, if you want to keep a 10 like Dustin, you have to become a 10. Because when he found oh, me, yeah. he, was, he was probably like an eight or a nine, and I was probably like a solid seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not looks. I'm not talking about looks wise. I'm talking no, about just overall body. human, right? Overall human. Like yep. total package. Like, mm-hmm. he was de- I was definitely the, the reacher. Okay. I mean, Hot as fuck. So that's what your Lord meant. That's what got you in the door. <laughs> if I want to keep him, like I have to get on his level. Like yes. more financially conscious. I have to be more growth conscious. Wow. I have to be healthier mentally. I have to be physically healthier because he goes mm-hmm. to the gym all the time and he just has these habits and routines. And I was like, what do I need to do to keep a guy like this? <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love that question. What do who do I need to be? to either attract this dream partner I have in my mind or keep this partner I love and value so much. Yeah. And it's not that, Oh, well, I'm not good enough. They should love me as I am. It's like, why can't we just strive to be a little bit better? Yes. Yes. Gross. And so there have been so many times in our relationship where I've, what I've, I've been the reacher, as I would say, yeah. <laughs> needed to level up. And so many times now that I've been on this personal development growth, journey where he's been the one that's had to like emotionally level up or get left behind kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. Both times each other like hey you're being mm-hmm. not your next level self right now I need you to step it up 
And how important to you too is that level of challenge that you get from one another in your relationship? It's key. It's like the key of what everything, what makes everything tick. If we're not like coming to the table every day and like being willing to be open to growth, Mm. then like, what's the point? What's the point? And we, I really think network marketing really, really, really saved our relationship because we started crazy. crazy (laughs) (laughs) Who needs cut therapy? Just go to join network marketing. (laughs) I didn't know what relationship coaches was. Had I known then I would have hired one. Like I didn't know what that niche was. Kind of not that it's kind of new. You know what I mean? It's still kind of coming up when I think needs it. Like I, I honestly do some with my private level clients. I honestly, we offer their spouses to get on calls with us if they want for mm-hmm. private level clients, like, limited access to both of us so that okay. the spouse, because a lot of times what I see in these high performing women is that their yeah. spouses aren't coming along for the ride yes. and like, you're going to outgrow them if they don't catch up. So, and, and it's just the truth of, of leveling up when you are addicted to growth. And if your spouse is not also on, same with friendships, any relationship, yeah. you're going to outgrow that person. It's a conscious effort to constantly help one another get to the next level. And so when we found network marketing, like I don't do it anymore, right. but that really dove into personal development together. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. so we started listening to, like we had Audible. And we would do our own personal development books for yep. whatever area we wanted to learn about in life. But then we would have one book a month where we would intentionally only listen to that book when we were in the car together. Mm-hmm. Something for your relationship yeah. together. Yeah. Yep. So we would have our own little Audible accounts with our own books, but there would be one book every month where we would just like, nope, we're reading this one together now. Oh, I love that. So like neither of us would listen to it without the other one. So we were right. just like in the car, like, nope, can't listen. Like kind of like watching a Netflix show. Like you yeah, can't, yeah. you can't finish the series without your boo. <laughs> yeah, like, I watched The Bachelor in Paradise without him. At <laughs> least like, hell no. <laughs> we actually really do love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's such garbage to clear our mind of. Dude, I think every entrepreneur needs garbage mind clearing. Like I never was into garbage mind clearing TV until I started my business. Now I'm like, I need this. I need something so stupid that I don't think about. <laughs> I can't think anything about anything in real life. I go to watch documentaries and then I'm like, no, now I'm thinking about my business. Yeah, see? <laughs> Back into work mode. Where's my laptop? Like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Okay. So I'm really extracting from what you just shared, like a huge key. It feels like to your, the, the, what I perceive is the thriving, beautiful success of your relationship is that you two consciously decided we're in this for growth, not just the growth of our unit, but also as our individual, like we're going to grow individually and together. And that's a must in this relationship. I think like early on, it was kind of an accident for me. Like you just started listening to personal development and I was like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll entertain her. Okay. You no, know, you're hearing like all these things. You're like, oh shit, maybe I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. Leveled up. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. But you have to be open to like listening to it, and then you know, seeing some connections in your own life. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. Even when he wasn't like picking up on it at first, he was like open to hearing what I was excited about, and so. Okay. okay so kind of. That's actually really helpful because honestly, I feel like that's more so maybe how it goes. That's certainly how it went in my partnership. You know, my partner was like, 
sharing impact communication tools like in the beginning, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, what are you doing to me? And now it's, I mean, he's, he's, he's on the path, you know, I don't even, it's like, but yeah, (laughs) I like that you said that maybe one partner is more on it. And if the other person's at least open to hearing slivers of the journey and the excitement, then perhaps this could become something that we can mutually. And today's episode is brought to you by Relationship Revolution. Live and love like a badass. Join us for an intimate, immersive experience of connection, authentic relating, and true self-expression on November 23rd, 2019, right here in Denver, Colorado. If you join us in less than two weeks here, what can you expect to experience in our four powerful hours together? You can expect your heart to burst with love the moment you enter the room. You can expect to develop a deep and compassionate relationship with yourself. Expect to feel completely seen and held as you are in your mess, in your anger, in your confusion, in your sadness. It doesn't matter. Feel yourself soften and open through intimate connection practices. Experience what it feels like not just to be quote-unquote listened to, but to be fully understood in your unique experience and emotions. It's actually like a body shift. Like I, For me, I feel a shift in the weight of my chest when I am fully understood, and I can't wait to share this experience with y'all. Experience heart expansion through rewriting limiting beliefs and disempowering rules about relationships. You guys, this is what my life's work is about. This is what I've been studying and cultivating and creating for the last three years. The no rules rule to relating and how we can actually go forward and create what I call free relationships, which are long-term partnerships that are nourishing and mutually serving to both parties. It's really beautiful. Learn how to mindfully respond instead of mindlessly react. Learn how to lessen reactivity through understanding, honoring, and growing through your emotions. Relate to others in an authentic and a vulnerable way. You're going to learn practical tools for badass communication and we are going to practice, practice, practice. Get ready to adapt a new empowering paradigm about how to do relationships Learn to experience profound healing connection through triggers and relating with your current partner or in your future partnership. And most of all, join our beautiful, badass community of gorgeous souls that is such a hub and a space for authentic expression, compassion, relating, truth, Oh, it's so beautiful. So, you guys, the date is Saturday, November 23rd, 2019, 3.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. right in the Circus Collective, Denver. You can come join us, and then afterwards, you can go on a delicious date night with your boo. We'll be done by 7.30, 8, and talk about all that you've learned. Or we are also partnering up with the Cuddle and Dance team here in Denver. So all attendees get a free ticket to Cuddle and Dance. That is hosted in Lakewood, Colorado every Saturday night starting around 8 p.m. So if you want to keep your intimate connection, yummy cuddle vibes on after this event, you can head right on over to Cuddle and Dance thrown by Dragonfly Events. And you get a free ticket if you are at my event 
And so you can go get your ecstatic dance cuddle. There's an open mic. It's so much fun. You can go get your yummy connection on all throughout the night. That event goes till about 1 a.m. So it's going to be awesome. You're setting yourself up for a whole night of relational yumminess and connective juiciness. Oh, it's going to be so good. Now, if you're still on the fence, head on over to relationshipbadass.com slash nov-23rd-2019-live-event. I've also got that linked up in the show notes. And you can read testimonials from people who have already attended my live events and see what they had to say about their experience to help you make a decision about your experience. So it's going to be the shit, you guys. I'm getting so excited. We're putting all the yummy details together. There's going to be an elixir bar sponsored by my partner and Evolved Alchemy. Um, it's going to be fucking popping. There's going to be cuddles and dance and all the things. It's going to be so much fun. So come on, join me. Choose to invest in yourself. Just give yourself this gift, you know. I always say it's a, a ticket costs less than an expensive date night out. So how many times have you thought that an, a nice date night out would quote-unquote fix, save, help your relationship? Anyone ever been there? <laughs> I definitely used to do this shit. So then you go spend 150 200 250 bucks on a date night out and you don't talk about anything and then that feeling that you two are experiencing comes back inevitably, right? doesn't actually solve anything. What if you took that money you spent on a date night and spent it on a fucking workshop that's actually going to help you guys create new agreements, adapt new rules, and grow through whatever it is you're feeling stuck on. That's what this relationship is all about, my love. So click that link in the show notes, grab your ticket today. I am so excited to squeeze you, infuse you with deep love, and be with you on November 23rd. All right, and now back to our delicious episode best friend is on this huge awakening journey and it's been so inspiring to watch because she's been one of those people that has always been one of my biggest cheerleaders but she's never like really done what she wanted to do she's never followed her own heart or passion and she's been in unhealthy relationships and she's been unhappy herself in the past and I've been like supporting her through all of that watching this like incredible woman this whole time like I'm like what are you doing with your life you are hilarious you are gorgeous and everyone loves you why are you in this toxic situation right now like why are you not living your best life like there's no reason that she doesn't shouldn't have everything in life that I have and I'm like what are you doing so I had I kept holding the faith and holding the space that one day if I just level up as long as she's not trying to keep me down because there are detractors and she's never been a detractor. She's always been someone that's just like, I could tell her I made a hundred K in a month and she would make, you know, a 10th of that. And she would be like, oh, or no, a 20th of that. It would be like, so jammed for me. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So jazz. And she's never tried to pull me down. She's always lifted me up even when she was in a dark place. And so I've just been waiting for her to like wake up and she did. And I was like, Ooh, Oh my God, it's happening. I knew it would happen. I knew uh, it would happen. Yes. I the way and gave her the love and guidance and support where she was that right. she would come mm. Hashtag summon of sleigh. Hashtag summon of sleigh. Yeah. That's yes. She oh, she came to summon the sleigh. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just hearing again, like this beautiful way in which we can live 
So if I'm growth minded, I can live my truth, play my podcast, be who I am, keep leveling up and continue to give my partner or my best friend or whoever it is love where they are. I'm not saying, Hey, come with me. Come on, get up here. But I'm just like leading by example is what I'm hearing. Leading by example. And as long as the people in your life aren't detracting from where you're trying to go, then they'll be inspired to come along the way if you just keep shining a light. Mm, mm. You know what is coming up for me right now? I want to read this. It's just a single line to um, a poem called Winter Apple by David White, but it, it reminds me of what you're talking about it. And I just feel called to read it. It's a single line. It says, let the apple ripen on the branch beyond your need to take it down. It just makes me think of what we're talking about because it's like, you know, if if I'm with my part, if I'm the partner who's maybe not as growing as much and my partner's just leveling up, there might be a part of me that wants to say, no, 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 stop. I'm going to lose you. Like, come back. Let me, let me pull you off the tree so you ripen no more and we can stay together here. And yeah, what I'm hearing you say is like, yeah, just let the apple ripen. We're going to grow. You can't stop your partner from growing. With this, this idea of, of growth in mind that you two are talking about and that I just highlighted with David White's beautiful words, I, I want to ask you guys about something that I imagine required a lot of growth for you two as a couple. And so, um, you know, for the listeners who don't know your guys' story, I'll just share a little sliver. Dustin used to be working in like corporate America, right? And Jamie at some point decided to start this business. I know it transitioned from like Beachbody to the business coaching, but so we have Jamie running her own business and then Dustin working corporate America. At some point, Dustin quit his job in corporate America, retired that, that avenue and came to work for the sleigh business, Jamie, right? I mean, we're a year in now. I didn't retire. I'm working harder than I ever have. (laughs) Right, right. Retiring corporate America and working your ass off in the small business world. Um, So so yeah, I just, this is kind of, I'd love for you guys to share what that was like for you and what I'm thinking of specifically um, because Warren, so Warren and I have worked together. We don't anymore. I used to work for him. Now I have my own business, but that was really challenging for us specifically because we had like, at work, we had these roles where he was my boss and I was working under him. And so there was this kind of power dynamic and a specific role there. And then it was like, how do we transition into lovers at the end of the night? And how do we not let work baggage get mixed into our relationship as lovers? Um, well, this lover okay, so when you have three kids <laughs> and when your wife is on Zoloft, there, the lover part is like an arranged meeting. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's a continuation of business. It's a continuation. All right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and he understands that. So there are not a lot of men that are comfortable with. So when your partner is on any SSRI, yes, it extremely decreases. Like it, it c- negates any sex drive whatsoever. There is just no feeling. Totally. With like antidepressants and stuff. Is that what you mean? Okay. Gotcha. And so the alternative side to that is my OCD panic, anxiety, freaking out about, I think everyone I love is dying. Mm. I have cancer. My kids have cancer. Like I get super health anxiety. Yeah. 
it. And it, that's the only way that it manifests for me. It's super mm-hmm. weird. But it's okay. been like that since I had my two youngest. Yeah. And so I've come off of it so many times and I always get super crazy. And he is like, Did you forget your pill today? <laughs> he's totally. <laughs> Let's take your pill. So he knows empathetic to the fact that the alternative is me living in constant fear of everyone dying. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so while I'm navigating this journey of postpartum, Mm. he's been super supportive of understanding that I'm, I want to be a supportive partner, but also that doesn't mean that I don't want to emotionally just that physically it's not always in my desire or actually it's never in my desire and also it's hard to get off it's hard to like that's not true all needs like 15 seconds okay it's not that hard but like (laughs) I give myself too much credit (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) you never want to and like getting me there is so she's hard to get started it's so hard it's like a (laughs) 1960s something car okay i'm always there i always say i'm here to do my wifely duties (laughs) he doesn't call it that like i like 1950s pun about it but like i want to be a good partner and and he's just like okay what do i need to do to make this (laughs) And I'm like, well, you got to get some things going. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of hearing like you're in this space where you're navigating your postpartum. You're, you're on your own journey of figuring out how I can feel how I want to or whatnot. And you're using right now you have medication that's really helping you on that journey. And so he's really understanding about your sexual connection. It sounds like you're talking about specifically, like for you, the desire isn't there as much. And so you're kind of the word lovers. I'm like, well, lovers. Okay. Okay. So you, sure. What about like, maybe put, you've been putting sex aside right now for a moment, but like, how do you navigate the difference between like, we're working and we're doing business and like, what's up this, that, and then like just intimate connection where you're just like, we're wow. awful. We're awful at that. We like, we'll be on a date night and like one of us will like just start talking business. So we, like, we never talk business. <laughs> so it's yeah. not like, Okay. We get to talk about all of our clients and like, you know, where they're at. And talk shit about you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we love our people like, so much. You're, you're all like our babies. We get to yeah, like you're our kids. Talk mm-hmm. about okay. So I'm almost seeing here like the sleigh business is like another baby of yours together that you have okay. together. And so there's like, there's like a mutual joy. It's, it's almost like I'm seeing more of like, see, when I was working with Warren, it was his business. I was an employee and that was a fact. And the business is totally his passion, not mine. Right. So there was this dynamic where it was like, what was that? This is our business. Like, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm seeing. Okay. Man, but he's like, he's the producer. Like it's, it's <laughs> he's, her. He's her the, I'm Eminem. He's Dr. Dre. Ooh. Fuck sense? yeah. <laughs> like he's Dr. Dre. I'm Eminem. Okay. Okay. The grand vision, and I'm just here to help her figure out how to how to accomplish it. Mm. She has the big vision, and I can figure out like the what are the little steps we need to take to get. I'm the creative director. Okay. Yeah. Mm Mhm. Okay. I'm really seeing just like this. Yeah. Again, just this shared vision, this super team. Like 
equal. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. So it was hard to like. It was like hard to figure out what your role is. Figure out what your role. Well, I guess not you, but me. In the company. I'm like, I'm just a, I'm an initiative taker. Like I jump in, like I see all these things that need to be done. Now, like I I probably did a lot of things that weren't the priority, but like, I didn't know. Like I just like, oh, somebody needs to do something about that. So I just start doing shit and yeah what I do today like it just I'm just I'm closer to what needs to get done now though and mm-hmm. that, that grand scheme of things okay so a year in you kind of have that flow you know what needs to be done you do it there's a little bit of a learning curve to yeah. learn what every moving piece is of this business versus a corporate business right and you know systems and processes and then and then setting up new systems and processes and creating them from scratch and so once about three months in, he got that under his belt, and then it was all smooth sailing. There was a rough patch in the first three months where he kind of felt lost. Like, I didn't know how to give him direction, and I was kind of like, figure it out. Like, go. Yeah. I don't have time to run the rest of this business. Like, I don't have time to, like, hold your hand. and like, like, not that he was asking me to. It's just, like, I didn't have time to properly onboard him because I was still... You were still so overwhelmed with all of the all the things. Yeah. And I have the support of as big of a team as we have now. Mm. I was still in the job of managing the people then, and then trying to hand that off to him of him managing the people while also him learning, you know, how everything works in the back end. So I think we we had one big fight, like, and he kind of went from like this breadwinner to like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like he went from the man of the house to like, working in my company, you know, and like, yeah. what is, you know, I think totally. like, like right on your birthday. Uh, no, it was like whenever we were starting the fast track. Was it? No, we got in that fight on your birthday, January, it was yeah, like two well, months in. It was like, it was leading, I think it was leading up to your, I didn't launch the fast track till March. It was your mastermind, it was leading up to that mastermind launch. Okay, it was January 11th. Like, but, but like once I got, got that, like it was, yeah. Yeah. Things kind of took off then. Yeah. Once he got time. it, like figured out every his role and knew what his like purpose was. It's like he didn't have a purpose for like two months. Right. He didn't have a clearly defined role or expectation. Yeah. How he was moving this needle forward for for us as a family and as a brand. And then once he got that, it was really really good. And now it's like, oh my god, how can we duplicate this for everyone? Mm. <laughs> one of the biggest problems for my higher level like private clients and stuff is how do I give it because he's been the driving factor that's been able to double our income since we yes. brought him on and it's that everything's streamlined there's structure and systems and processes and the back end tight yeah <laughs> tight back end oh, such a such a good dynamic that you two have that I just see and and for the listener something I'm extracting from what you just shared is almost like okay and there's so much more to this I'm imagining, but like a little tidbit, a little tip I feel I could leave them with is if you're going to come in business with your partner, your romantic partner, and you're going to join in business together. There's probably going to be a period of figuring out what that looks like and getting those roles solidified. And it's probably going to be messy and there might be arguments and confusion in the beginning. And so if you can almost come to each other and say, all right, this is going to be a little messy, but we're committed to figuring this out. Um, and just stick like, together during that initial period. Really good at what yeah. do you see a problem that's, with in the company right now? That's been now? like the biggest thing for us. Yeah. Like to help us is like getting clear on what everyone loves to do and what their strengths are, and just like being able to focus on those instead yeah. of like 
you know, if, if there's something that needs to get done and it's no one's, then let's find someone to fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. They can do that. So everyone's, everyone comes to business, like with doing the things they're excited about. Even down to team members, we've got it down to where like one person we've got doing sales pages that is just cranking them out is so fucking good at it. And then one person who's great and really good with graphics and they're both good. Like they both do both things. Yes finding the thing that they love the most, I see the one person light up when she's doing sales pages and I'm like, oh, she needs to be doing all this all the time. And it shows in their work. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, like if you're good at something, just keep doing that instead of trying to have everyone do a million things. Uh, like they, they put out like an amazing product and they get it done quick. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Dustin, I actually have a question for you specifically just on this. I just want to take it one step further because I'm imagining men and I think oftentimes men feel, um, okay, so let me back this up. I think in a very traditional female male role in a couple that for some men, maybe all men, I'm not exactly sure. There's some kind of like pride or purpose attached to being like the breadwinner or something like that. Um, and so I'm just curious for you, it seems like now you're very clear and comfortable in your role and you guys have this streamlined, but in the beginning, when you first made that decision to step out of your corporate job and come work almost like under your wife or for your wife, did you have any challenges for yourself that you had to deal with and just like, like any mental beliefs that were blocking you from letting that be okay? Or was it? So like I come from like, my mom was single until I was like age 10 or something like that. So like, I don't have, I'm not like your typical male. He doesn't where have it's much, like, a lot of toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I gravitate more towards women than men. Like, yeah. if I'm not, something like that, like, I'll probably end up talking to, like, some strange women. Not like, like. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, like in, I love groups of girls. Like, I can hang out. Like, Summit of Slay was amazing. Like, all I these. I can tell. <laughs> Hundreds of women calling you daddy at yeah, once. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Like we did have, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about being the breadwinner or something like that. Like, okay. if you're making more money, like, cool. Yeah. He's <laughs> I don't give a shit. Word. Okay. So, that's but have, so yeah. But did we did thing. have, um, so there were, like, early on, like, I was feeling degraded. And I know, like, you can't away without someone's permission I don't know how the saying goes I just butchered it but <laughs> like no one can make you feel a certain way without your permission what she said mm. like early on she would say like he works for me he's working in my business and like it it felt really degrading to me and oh. like like she'd like tell someone I'm like oh god and I'm just like kind of steer clear of the conversation yeah uh-huh. All the way from that would, would be like negativity. I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here and shut up. And no, that's I'm not all say you received was negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that I, you were receiving was negativity, but what was coming out was pride. Yeah. For me, which you received as negativity because of how you felt inside mm-hmm. at the time. So mm-hmm. like, I, it's been one of my biggest like accomplishments, and I we had a huge fight about it about like how. I'm not going to back down from saying this because I'm so proud to tell the world because it's part of my platform and part of my mission to tell everyone that I, this beauty school dropout, retired her six-figure master's educated husband from his corporate job so that he can work in my company. Like, that is a huge 
Like I'm never going to stop saying that. And so to, for him, it really took him understanding why I felt that way, Mm -hmm. why I felt so prideful about that. And so I told him, I was like, I've had this chip on my shoulder since I was 16 years old when everyone told me I was crazy for not wanting to go to college because I was smart. Like I wasn't an advanced student like until I decided I didn't want to go to college. Then I said, fuck school and like got C's and barely passed. But like, I literally was always the smartest kid in the class and always got straight A's and honor roll and all that shit until I decided I wasn't going to go to college. And people were like, what are you fucking crazy? And I was like, no. And so I've been in this fighting this uphill battle where everyone told me I was stupid, where everyone told me I was crazy, where everyone said, oh, you're never going to make it because you don't have a college degree. Mm -hmm. Then I became a statistic of getting pregnant when I was 19. And then like, oh, now you're really not going to make it. You got pregnant when you got knocked up when you were 19. Like, I've had this like, okay, cool. I'm a corporate dropout, beauty school dropout, not educated. I was a young mom. I don't have like nothing on my background on paper says I should be successful. And so for me to say, oh, on paper, here's this guy that on paper has all of the boxes checked, who is the smartest person I know. And he wants to work for me. Like he could go anywhere and get a job. You know what I mean? Like he could go anywhere making multiple six figures in anywhere in the country would want to hire him he's lovable he's likable he's hot like he's personable and he's really fucking smart and he's a really hard worker so like he can literally work for anyone so for me it was like oh here's society's standard of what success looks like i have married him and he chooses to be here yes you know what i mean and he chooses to work with me and build a more important part of your story i feel yeah and so, but he didn't, re- he didn't know the background of that story mm-hmm. and I didn't really communicate it. He didn't understand how important it was to me until we had wow. this fight. That was a good one. It was wow. like, <laughs> That's fucking brilliant because it shows like, okay, let's say my partner's doing something or I'm feeling a certain way towards my partner. They're saying something, they're sharing something, they're doing something. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just scoffing, right? Something isn't sitting right. What I'm hearing you guys say is, what really shifted for Dustin in that moment was he was able to actually maybe put aside his own hurt for a minute and really just get why this means so much to you. And then when he understood that, he's like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. And now it's cool that you're saying that. And like, I get it. And it's badass. And like, fuck yeah, like I want, like, and it was like a big thing of like, why aren't you proud to say that I work for my wife? You know, like that's fucking badass. Or like, he was like, well, can't I just say that I initially, before I told him my story, he's like, well, I want to say that I work with you. I was like, you do, but it's still like my face, my brand yes. like, on the, the name, you know, like it's the Slay Coach. Yes. And so, and I was like, yeah, but it's still my thing. And for it hurt, it was hurtful for me at the time to say, oh, you don't feel proud to be here? You know, like, yeah. You're proud to say you work for Humana, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some of that healthy challenge you guys have again, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. So he, yeah. like, once I told him that story, he's he's never felt, I mean, I don't let you speak. I don't think you No, I'm, I'm fine with it now. Now that I understand. Like, it was always, like, there was never the communication there. Right. Because, you know, now, because I, like, I didn't know you about said him. it in the beginning and, like, I just bottled it up. Yeah, I had like, no idea. From the first time you ever said it, it bothered me. Yeah. And I tell him all the it. time. And I would say it every day to everyone we met. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he would right. never do it. 
it like shove it in the bottle oh yeah <laughs> and every time she says it maybe you're thinking oh god that's so embarrassing or whatever and then once you learn the story it's like wow that's so empowering like it's almost like you have a new story attached to it like wait that's actually fucking badass now i'm cool with it it's just like it's just what you call it like it doesn't change anything right it's the same story with a different association. It means something to her. Like, it doesn't mean shit to me. Oh, that's, but yeah. Like, in the beginning, like it, felt, it felt degrading because I just didn't understand. Yeah, totally. The, the power of understanding each other. Just, I'll just drop the mic right there. Fucking life changing. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, I guess... I guess in this moment, I'm just aware of the time on our podcast here. Um, I want to like, you know, you as, as we've kind of talked about in this conversation, y'all have been through so many different things, health scares, children, business, like creating a business, shifting jobs, roles, like so many things. And here you are 10 years later, even, even something I haven't mentioned, like you, Jamie, working with your postpartum. And then, so there's the, like your, even your sexual life, your, your, you're working with that in a certain way. Um, so I just see you two as like badasses, like challenges, experiences, and you still love each other. <laughs> I still love each other. I still think he's the hottest guy in the room. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we actively work on that. It's not like I look at him and say, hey, you need to go back in the gym. And he doesn't look at me and say, hey, when's the last time you worked out? You know, but it's like, we both get on a page of like, like all right, we need, to, we need to pull it together. We need to get yeah. back do you feel like this is what, like, the, I kind of wanted to say, what, what would you say is, like, if you could give one key that has made your partnership so epic that you could uh, share right now with the world, what would that be? Accountability without shame. Mm, holy shit. Like, he wants me accountable, but he also doesn't make me feel, like, unloved. Like, you are worthy of love if you go to the gym. Mm. Love if you look a certain way. It's, Hey, I love you. Are you, you ready to like maybe cut back on the wine or you're ready to maybe like go to the gym with me or, yeah. or vice versa. Like yeah. we both, I say that to him all the time. Like, wow. So you can give each that. other feedback without like taking it personally as like a personal attack is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Because we know that like each other, we have each other's best interest at heart and I know that he loves me no matter what I look like and or yeah. what I do in the world or how much money I make or whatever. Mm -hmm. He understands when I'm going through things. Oh yeah. To just let me be. And I'll always come back, you know, like yeah, I do know. <laughs> you like, do you need like you need well, like, like I can I, I guess we've been together so long that I can just kind of read you now. Yeah. Or like I, I guess I'm open to open to it yeah do we need to be our highest self or our three-figure self right now yeah. Ooh, wow yeah it's it's amazing how we can read each other like the other day warren was at his lab which is like 20 minutes from our house with a friend of his and i had like something happened and i had called i didn't know where he was and then like this woman answered and like I love and had total trust. And at the same time I had a reaction. Like it was some woman I didn't really know. And she's like, hi. And it's like late night. And I'm like, my, my little girl was like, who the fuck is that? Like instantly. And then like adult me was like, okay, it's fine. I know it's probably someone he's working with, but he ended up coming home shortly after. And he's like, yeah, the minute Beep. I answered the phone, 
I didn't even talk to you, but all of a sudden I got a weird feeling in my stomach. And I was like, something's wrong with Nikki. And then he came home. It was, I was like, what? Cause I'm usually the intuitive one. I was like, bro, what the fuck? He's like, I feel like I'm really starting to be able to read you. Um, so that was really cool. I kind of hear that in Dustin. He seems like a similar. We have this weird like psychic connection now. And I get why you can feel like that now. I'm like, of course, we're in the room together. Yeah. We're together. Like just 10 years with someone. Mm-hmm. Like I'll literally not even be looking at him and I'll like slightly glance to the right and look at him in bed or to the left and look at him in bed. And he'll be like, you need a back rub? I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Doesn't even have to look you in the eyes anymore. Yeah. Do you, this is just coming up, but I'm just curious, in your opinion, do you think it's possible for any couple to kind of, it sounds like you guys have this, I have this with Warren, sort of this psychic attunement that comes over time. Like, do you think that's possible for any couple? Yeah. You have to let the barriers down. You have to let the walls down. You have to really get to each other and like, you have to, like, the number one thing, if I leave anybody with anything, is don't stop impressing your partner. Like, yeah. don't stop dating. Not dating in the actual sense of date nights, but, like, courting. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. stop thinking about how can I win this person over because you've never got it. Mm. You're never, like, even though I know we're good, like, I would have to, I would have to do a lot. <laughs> you yeah. would have to do a lot. Before I would leave him, <laughs> I would have to do a lot before he would. You can never leave me. I find you. <laughs> yeah. would, I mean, like it would have to be a lot. Like there would have to be some cheating, or I don't know. Like I don't even know. Like I'm not capable of it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what we could do to really piss each other off that badly. So I have that safety net. Like I feel like there's not a lot I could do, and I still want to impress him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. I really appreciate you guys bringing that because I think we live in a culture, particularly right now, as I see it, that's just highly sensitized, which is okay, but it's the truth. And so it's like, it's like, you know, more what I see is like, well, so what that I gave up on my passion, gained a hundred pounds and don't care about life anymore. You should still love me because we got married or we're in partnership. And I love that you guys are saying, yeah, kind of fuck that. Like, you're yeah. a 10, I'm a 10. Like we actually have to try to keep your interest and I'm okay. Like I'm hearing that you're both okay with that. You're okay with the fact that you have to keep leveling up to keep each other. I think if your partner, if like they're going through something, those extreme changes, there's probably something going on and they're yeah. probably not getting the love they need or like the communication they need to deal right. with whatever it is. Mm. Like, I mean, you see those kind of things in your partner. It's like, okay, well, Warren's let me, saying. let me approach him with love. Um, see if I can figure out what's going on and like get through this with you them. Do with- what was it salt you go a lot mm-hmm. farther with sugar than you do with acid <laughs> i don't know okay. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it it almost sounds like for you too it's that balance of love show up for you help you here you're going through something and we are growth people and we're not forgetting that yeah we're always going to keep going exactly ah God damn, that is that is so awesome. Like I'm just so grateful for you guys sharing that here on this public forum because I think some people need to hear that from an actual couple. You know, I can kind of talk about it all day as a teacher, but hearing it from a couple that's like, no, yeah, this is how we do it. Um, powerful. So yeah, cool. and I don't know any stronger couple than us, like in our real life, like people that we know on a regular basis, like yeah. in the real world, not the internet world, but like I don't know anyone that has a stronger relationship than us. 
Mm. And I see it too. And that's why I asked you guys to be here. So thank you so much for coming here and sharing so much of the inner workings of your badassery as a, as a couple, as leaders in the world. It looks perfect on the internet, but like we still fight. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's what I love about you. You share that all the time in our mastermind calls on Instagram. You don't give a fuck. And that's why I love you, Jamie. And Temperature on the thermostat. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'd love for you guys now, of course, I'm a relationship coach, you're a business coach, but what's true is that my audience is only growth minded individuals or you wouldn't still be here because I would have triggered you away by now. So, uh, a lot of my people are in the realm of business following their passions. So I would just love for you to share whatever you feel called to about your work in the world. We've, we've danced around it, but just to let listeners know if they're like, who's this bitch, who's this guy, how can I follow them? Like, yeah to give you guys a coupon code too so we're Ooh. launching a membership site yes. so house of slay is for anyone that wants to come to learn how to build their business you get access to us you get to ask us anything open coaching q a um also business building templates tutorials a branding course like weekly coaching q q a or wait monthly coaching, monthly monthly coaching q a's so much good shit and you told Nikki to save 10% on your first month. Yay. And also it's literally just a, a really close knit family and community and tribe and, and it blends the online space with in-person connection. We're going to be having meetups and all, all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys, anyone out there who's beginning their journey in business, I cannot recommend Jamie and Dustin, the whole Slay family enough. It is, I am currently in Jamie's mastermind and it is the single-handed most expensive investment I've ever made. And I just, I just, I mean, I, let's just tell the audience, I canceled a program with Tony fucking Robbins to join Jamie's mastermind. So, um, yeah, I just have nothing but amazing things to say. And if any of you are like on that edge, wanting to start your business and like actually create a life where you don't just hate your job, you know, I feel like this membership is perfect because it's obviously lower cost than any other way of working with you. And it's just like, from what I was hearing from Dustin, there's going to be so much content in there that it could just, yep. $97 a month for founders. We're keeping it super cheap and affordable. And also we, it's, slaycoach.com backslash house of slay h-a-u-s but i'll give you the link for the show notes perfect yeah i'll have all these all these linked up in the show notes with the coupon code um yeah and then on instagram it's at the slay coach right at the slay coach. At, yeah so you can go follow her there and the podcast wait mention the podcast chardonnay and slay your business podcast uh-huh if you want this voice in your ear every week <laughs> that's my radio voice yes <laughs> Yay. Oh, brilliant. All right. I'll have all those things linked up in the show notes. Jamie and Dustin, thank you so much for sharing yourselves. It's been a fucking honor. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Relationship Badass Podcast. And I hope that you've been massively served by this curious, explorative conversation with Jamie and Dustin King. Now, you can access all of those relevant links right there in the show notes. The link to the House of Slay membership will be in the show notes where you can use code Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, to receive 10% off. 
I want to leave you guys with a little growth growth invitation this week. So my growth invitation for you is this. Ask yourself, have I been trying to impress my partner lately? And just get really honest, you know? If the answer is no, just own that no. It's okay. You're not bad. You're not wrong. If the answer is yes, I want you to follow up by writing down all the ways that you continue to try and impress your partner, that you continue to try and level up to keep that sexy, epic, badass human you call your partner. Now, if the answer is no, great. Here's the next part. I want you to imagine five different ways that you could quote-unquote court your partner, kind of like Jamie talked about in the episode, dating, not necessarily the act of dating, but continuing to court your partner. That courting process keeps going. I want to I know five ways that you can court your partner. So if you're not in partnership, answer these questions in relationship to your last partnership. So think back to your most recent partnership. Were you trying to impress your partner or courting them? You know, after the first six months to a year. That's what we're looking for here. Now, after you've done that, shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email, relationshipbadass at gmail.com, at relationshipbadass, and let me know. Let's start a conversation. I love hearing from you guys. Say, hey, I followed through with the challenge, and these are five ways I thought of that I could court my partner. I would love to connect with you guys, and I really encourage you to do, to take the invitation for growth when I leave them with you guys. This is how you integrate what you hear in a podcast episode into your actual life, right? Instead of just being like, yeah, yeah, and then forgetting about everything you heard in a week. (laughs) So I want to hear from you guys doing these growth invitations. Thank you so much for being here today. I love you. I love you. And I will see some of you badasses at my live event in two days. Mm -hmm. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.